What's up and welcome back. It's the ANA Sports Show. I'm your host, Anthony Cortez, and I'm joined alongside my two good friends and co-hosts, Mr. Alexander Ashley. What's going on, everybody? And Mr. Kevin Rowe. How about them, Cowboys? You're welcome. Appreciate you showing up to your own house, Kev. It means a lot. <laughs> for anyone joining us for the first time, I doubt you are. But hey, if you are, just welcome. Uh, we're three friends that get together every week, try to at least, to get, to get together every week to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly in sports, EA Sports. Watching the Cowboys and Eagles Monday Night Football as we speak. Um, and our, our um, I don't want to say our, uh, what's the right word? Our oh, Resident? Our, our resident, there you go. Our resident Cowboy fan, thank you, is all decked out today. So Kev, uh, all decked out today in his Cowboys gear as they are currently winning 21-7. Um, 20. 27. Well, it might as well be 21. Anyways. No, they uh, missed it. I was like, until they missed the field goal. Did they miss it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. far behind? No, I must, have just mi- I must have just missed it. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> you both did. Um, you, you and Zerline. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're uh, yeah we're three friends. We get together to talk sports. Alex likes to start off our our shows with useless information. I'm gonna go ahead and let him do that. Which, to be honest, I've been too busy to even get. So if you guys have any, feel free. But I know that there is far too much NFL talk that we could do for anybody to care about three random facts this week. And Kevin uh, might start about hockey. Yeah. Uh, the only the only highlights I really have are I was going to use this for my favorite thing, and I still will, but UTSA, my alma mater, pulled out a big win this past weekend against Memphis in Memphis, coming back from 21-0, to zero, um, winning it on a last-minute walk-off field goal, I should say. And then UFC, I didn't watch the UFC, but uh, highly anticipated, I think it's Nick Diaz that was making his return, uh, back to the octagon to face Robbie Lawler. Uh, lost to Robbie Lawler, and then I, I think Ortega and somebody else was. Uh, all the UFC fans out there, our our one UFC fan that listens to us is just shouting at me. Um, anyways, that was a UFC. Nick Nick Diaz, I believe, made his. I, I'm pretty sure it's Nick Diaz is the brother that made it his long-awaited return to the octagon and lost. So we'll see what happens with those with those Diaz brothers from here. But um, that's the only thing I. Oh. Okay, well, I'm going to say that for my favorite. Kev, you got anything? So everybody knew about Andrew Wiggins not being vaccinated and potentially not being able to play home games this year. Oh, well, yeah, that guy. Media day was today for a lot of teams. In the okay. And one of the big things that everybody was finding out today was Kyrie Irving is not vaccinated as well. And due to the laws in New York, Potentially may not uh, will not play any of the home games for the Brooklyn Nets. And for those of you that don't know the laws in San Francisco and in New York, uh, if you are not vaccinated, you are not allowed to be indoors with other people for an entertainment entertainment purposes, which would include players. Very interesting situation there. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, we can talk about that in a, we can talk about that in a, in a future episode or, and just in the future sometimes, but yeah, I've got a few thoughts on it. Um, 
with the vaccination status and the players stands on it and all that. And yeah, so, uh, but we can start with our pick em games for the NFL, for the NFL this week, chargers and chiefs chargers went to Kansas city and pulled out a pretty big upset. Probably uh, Justin Herbert's biggest win in his career so far. Um, I forget what the like five- this is the first time he beat the Chiefs. Was this not the first time he beat the Chiefs? <laughs> he beat the Chiefs last year when Tyrod Taylor went out with a punctured lung. That was his uh, first game. Okay. Well, then there you go. Um, and also, fun fact, this is like the first time in I don't know how long that the Chiefs have, are under 500. Andy Reid is under, is under 500, so – it is the and, first time they are the in last place solely in the division since 2015. Yes, thank you for that, Kevin. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I got to watch a little bit of that game. Um, Herbert's impressive. That's all. I mean, let's and uh, I mean in other news today. Uh, for those that haven't seen it by now, or if you have seen it by now, this will, uh, this will, I'll, I'll get this out by by this week. But uh, Josh Gordon who's previously been in the news. He's the uh, – Alex, please correct me if I'm wrong, but he's he's the guy that's been in the news previously with other teams for his uh, his weed abuse, right? Uh, I would not call it abuse. No. Well, no, nah, sorry. Abuse is the wrong word, but weed usage. Weed usage. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. That I would – yes. His yes. multiple relapses. Yeah. yeah. There you go. His weed usage. So um, – but he uh, is going to be reinstated by the NFL and will sign if not if he hasn't already signed with the Chiefs. So there we go. So the Chiefs are getting another just weapon because I mean because they don't need any more weapons, right? Yeah, sure. Let's go give him another oh, weapon. Apparently they do. You know, so it's assuming he stays clean and actually can play at the level that uh, he did what a decade ago for Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on that game though? Oh, that was an incredible game. I don't know if you guys caught it, but I caught the end of it. Yeah. The second half, and I don't know. It just kept going. It seemed like it was going back and forth for a while there. Thought uh, the Chiefs were going to come back and win the game, and then uh, Mahomes throwing another pick. Yep. Yeah, was like the, the interceptions were very, very timely because you're going to throw interceptions. It just happens, but it's the win part. And yeah. The win was not helpful. They're never the helpful. First time, it was the first time in Mahomes' career that he's thrown multiple picks to a division opponent. There you go. Correct I me think, if I'm wrong, but I think the Chargers went for it on fourth and something to extend a drive to maybe uh, – I think they extended a uh, – like the last drive, yes, by going by going for it on fourth. And I like what Tony Romo said. Romo and, um, Romo and Nance were commenting and broadcasting the game or doing the game, I should say. And Romo was like, you know what? This is how you beat these teams. This is how you beat these special teams. You just ha- you have to go for it all. And that's, I mean, I, I actually love what he said because, I mean, that's pretty much it. You can't settle and you can't try to figure out, okay, it's third down and whatever. It's fourth, it's fourth down and whatever. Like, how do I, you know, what do we do? Do we settle for this field goal? Do we go for it? Fucking go for it. You got to, I mean, if you're, you got to have confidence in your team. And that's the only, that's the only, I, I just like that mindset. Sometimes you got to have that mindset that this is the only way I'm going to beat this team. If I go for it and I sit and I show them, I'm not afraid of you. And that's what the Chargers did. Yep, you got to play to win the game. Well, I also wonder how much of it goes. Well, I do trust Herbert, but I don't trust my defense so good. Sometimes, you know what I mean? 
Uh, like, if you had to choose which group you trust more on the Chargers, offense or defense, who do you trust more? Offense. Yeah. Then that's a tough one, though. Because they've no, got a pretty decent because defense. Because we have been trashing their defense, like, Ooh, all off I haven't. No. Yes, I have. I remember you. Have, well, they don't have a very good secondary. They don't have – yes, I remember. Because that's one of the reasons that we didn't, as a group, think as highly as a lot of, like, the experts do. I remember having these conversations. I don't know where y'all were. But okay. we sure. were saying that they don't have that good of a defense. It's a rebuilding defense. So, let's be honest. Who do you trust more? Offense or defense on the Los Angeles Chargers, and also based on that, based on how that game was going, I also didn't trust the the Chargers kicker. Like right there at that moment, you know, like true, I, think yeah. he, I think he had missed a That's field true. goal early in that game or a PAT early in that game, and PAT, PAT, thank you. And right in that moment, I like I like Justin Herbert with the ball. You give Justin Herbert a chance with uh, with uh, Allen with. Is it Keenan, Keenan Allen, right? Yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen and uh, Mike Williams, man. Yeah. yeah Mike Williams, Mike Williams is really – he's shown out this season, yeah, man. he has. He has been very impressive. Seven receptions, 122 yards, and two touchdowns in this game alone. There you go. Put it this way, he alone has more touchdown catches than Mac Jones has touchdown passes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mac Jones has one touchdown pass through, like, two games. Unless he threw one this week. But he had one through two games. He has two in this one game. Oh, how do you catch that ball? Sorry, I don't yeah. mean to interrupt. I am way behind both of you guys. I just saw the catch right now. Oh, yeah, I'm a little bit behind you, Anthony. I'm, be- I'm ahead of you now? Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. right? I thought, I thought Kevin was way ahead of both of us. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. our second pick'em game was uh, the defending at the not not national champs, the defending Super Bowl champs, uh, Buccaneers visiting the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Rams. I don't want to call it an upset because they were at home, but uh, they upset the defending Super Bowl champions. I didn't get to watch much of that game. That was my nap time on Sunday. <laughs> uh, what'd y'all see? Stafford uh, is for real, man. Once he gets some weapons around him. Especially like Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup has been absolute. Him and Cooper Cup are like him and Calvin Johnson. You know, Stafford look is making Cup look that good as a wide receiver. One thing I noticed that I think we've seen in the past three games from from the Bucks, at least two out of their last three against uh, the Cowboys and against the Rams, and even a little bit against the Falcons, even though that was – they still won by a fairly wide margin. Um, the weakest link is their secondary and a team who has the offensive minds and talent can take advantage of that. I mean, the Cowboys were this close, and that's – on the arm of Dak in his first game back. And you look at Matt Ryan, who's still, you know, three picks, but had 300-plus passing yards. You look at Cooper Cup. You look at Robert Woods. You look at Higby and then Stafford and what they can do. And it wasn't like it was like a running offset or anything like that. I think in total, neither one of these teams ran the ball particularly well. 
And uh, dude, you throw him to Sean Jackson, who went three receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown? Right. Like, it, you know, this is going to be an offensive battle. But, yeah, I think we definitely saw what the weakest link for the Buccaneers is, and that's going to be their secondary. Uh, there's one position group that I could argue is just as bad or worse. That's running backs. Running backs? They could not establish a running game at all in this game. They haven't really established running all season yet. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, and uh, Giovanni Bernard, they are not really being able to run the ball effectively. Yeah, you can get a play here or there and maybe catch a ball out of the backfield a couple times that we've seen, but for the most part, I haven't really seen much run game from them. If you're relying on Tom Brady to throw the ball 50 times every single game, I don't know if they're going to win a lot of these games. Well, yeah, Tom, Bra- to Tom Brady's fair, the go. To be fair, you do have Aaron Darnold up front, and he is going to limit what you can do on the ground. Just what kind was of their inherently. last week? Who'd they play last week? The Falcons? The Falcons. Yeah, you don't have to run the ball. <laughs> you don't have to run the ball against the Falcons. You can cut them up in the air all day, every day. Because uh, kind of like we were saying in that first game with Cowboys versus the Bucks, right? We were like, oh, well, Zeke Elliott had 33 yards. That's terrible. But, oh, it's a game plan for this particular team. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the Cowboys have sh- since shown them that they can run the ball. Tony Pollard can run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Zeke is having a good game today. So don't tell me that Zeke can't produce either. You know? Hold on, I'm looking at the box score. Yeah, 48 points, damn. 82 total rushing yards, 17 carries. I'm not saying Zeke, Zeke right can now produce, is already but... 11 for 60 with two touchdowns. Say what? Zeke right now, and we're not even at the halftime, are 11 mm-hmm. carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Don't well, tell good. me Zeke can't run the ball. That's well, good for I, my fantasy. I never said Zeke can't run the ball. No, but it seems like Alex is. Well, Tony uh, I'm, I'm calling yeah, Tony, Tony Pollard. Pollard can run. Yeah, I was saying Tony Pollard can run because in that game he had what is it? Or I think what last game he had a hundred to Zeke's like forty or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go with your hot hand, Kev. You know, whoever that whoever that might be, not named Zeke. Damn, that's a good catch. Um. For our last pick'em game, actually, this is our last pick'em game. Cowboys and Cowboys and Eagles. So far, uh, Cowboys are up twenty to seven. Twenty to seven right now in the, in the second. Um, we, don't have to, we don't have to talk about it since it's going on right now. Um, what what else games? I mean, uh, Justin 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 Fields did not have a good showing in Cleveland. Six of twenty oh, for sixty eight yards. Like, that's not good, bro. He had a net the <laughs> he held he was held to a net passing yardage of one. When you take out the sack yardage, which they accumulate for your net pass yards, he ended up with one yard for the game. That's yes, insane. He had six completions. He was sacked nine times. Do y'all think that's a little bit of rookie rookie rust, or do you think it's like is he just not good, or is it that is that a case? Is it like too early? It's too soon to tell. You can't blame all those sacks on him, though. 
No, you can't. And that's what killed him. I mean, when you're running for your life, it's going to be hard. Just watch what Matt Patrick Mahomes had to go through in the Super Bowl last year. Yep. You know, you're not going to win games that way effectively. Yes. Speaking of sacks. <laughs> the weak, the weakest, arguably the weakest spot on on that Bears team is going to be their offensive line. And we all, you know, kind of thought that's why they were going to put Andy Dalton in there for a little while to let him get banged up. That way they don't hurt Justin Fields, who they moved up in the draft to get. Um, one reason people were so excited about Fields is that he could hopefully make some plays on the ground. But it's hard when you have to do it literally every single play. Uh, and, again, I think there's also a lot of just kind of innate pressure because it was pretty evident from the get that nobody in that city wanted Andy Dalton. They don't really want Nick Foles. They really, really, really want Justin Fields to play because he's exciting. It's a breath of fresh air. You know, is the promise of something better, as all rookie quarterbacks are when they first start. Um, so, you know, it, it's one of those things where it doesn't, you know, I, 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 in me personally, you know my philosophy, I think it is you're rushing a rookie into a position and it ended up getting him hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know that Andy Dalton was hurt, but you could have put in Nick Foles still. You know I mean, like you had options, you put him in, he got hurt. Now you have all three guys out there and you're going to hopefully not have a depleted confidence in the one who's supposed to be the future because, you know, his two showings have been terrible and they have been terrible. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you what, I don't think the Bears are setting him up for success either. In the first quarter, he had one pass attempt and it was on the third and forever. They're not setting him up with rookie-friendly plays. You want to try to get some smaller passes in, some of these short-yarded short gains, screen passes to your wide receivers, to your running backs, to give, build up his confidence, but they're not doing that. And I can thank uh, Tim Hasselbeck from ESPN for this, uh, for this kind of breakdown on it because he was talking about it. And the Bears coaching staff is failing Justin Fields in the fact that they're trying to ask too much of him. When you're going third and 18 and you're asking him to throw his first pass on that and you're not helping him build his confidence by throwing some small, some smaller passes, you're, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. I mean, he literally had more sacks than he had completions. That's Quite literally. He had nine sacks. <laughs> he actually had one less. So he had one more passing yard than sack losses. He lost – 67 yards in sacks and only gained 68 yards in passing. Like outside of his 12 rushing yards, like it, I can only imagine what he feels when he's in that pocket. You know what I mean? The entire yeah. offense netted a total of, I think, 47 yards for the game. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy fans. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. Not many, not many quarterbacks. Not many quarterbacks are going to be successful when you don't give them time to feel comfortable in the pocket at all. So, or the right kind of plays. But and again, to be fair, Cleveland also has a really, really good front four. <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. won't be every game. They're not going to get nine sacks every single game. They just—it's the wrong fucking team to go against. <laughs> yeah. Miles Garrett, four and a half sacks. You know, Clowney had two, two and a What's half. A, I think. What's a half sack? You don't get him down, but you get to him? 
It's when no, two people it's a sack him at the same time. Oh. Hit gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, the Oak, not Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Sorry, Raiders fans. The the Las Vegas Raiders. All of them who are listening. All of them who are listening. All five of you uh, are under, stay undefeated, 31-28, in a, a actually closer game than I would have expected um, with Tua being out from Miami. Um, but, yeah, they stay undefeated. Uh, Derek Carr goes for – Looks like 386 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Not a bad game, though. Henry Ruggs, their star, uh, their star rookie receiver, had four touches for 78 yards. Closer game than I would expect. What about y'all? I think there's a little overreaction. You got to remember just how good the defense is. For Miami, number one and number two, Jacoby Brissett is not that bad of a quarterback. And more than anything, it just goes to show Tua is super replaceable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been saying it. Other people have been saying it. Some people have been saying the exact opposite, but that's just how the sports world works. I don't think Tua is all that great. I think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback, maybe even a winning quarterback. I don't know if he's Tyrod Taylor level, but – Needless to say, I don't think he's got that it that's going to make him like a really good NFL player. Um, and I think this may have just been the game to show it. Jacoby Brissett is nothing special really either. And yet here they are neck and neck. If you put Tua in, I don't know they win that game. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. think there's a lot that changes. Maybe the game plan changes. But even then, probably not as much as – it was now, you know. Um, I thought they maybe even looked a little bit more balanced on offense because um, I did get to watch a little bit of this game. Uh, but, no, the, the Raiders' offense looks really good. Derek Carr is playing at what could be considered an MVP caliber right now. You know what I mean? To start off the season, their defense is getting the job done. But I think what we're seeing, too, is a culture change a little bit. In Oakland, there's a little more, maybe a little more belief in each other, a little more belief in Derek Carr. You know, you have two guys who are, huh? Vegas. Right, yeah. And Vegas. Maybe that's what you, oh, sorry, sorry. Vegas. <laughs> uh, you know, you're seeing guys who are staying clean and have been clean for a while and are celebrating that. You have guys who feel comfortable enough to, to, to be who they are in a locker room with the, you know, could frown upon that, and I'm glad that they fucking don't. Uh, you know, you're seeing, a, I think, a culture change more than anything. And that's that's the cool thing about watching this. Uh, Sunday Night Football, the Packers uh, go to San Francisco, and I'm not going to call it an upset, but they beat the 49ers 30-28. Uh, it was an 40- upset. was an upset? Technically, yeah, because yeah. okay. 49ers were favored in that game. Okay. Well, technically, it was an upset. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got the ball back with with too much time left, though. That's what that's what I had to say about it. Was uh, thirty seven seconds and no timeouts is too much time. Yeah, that's too much time for for Aaron Rodgers. One <laughs> second insane. is too much. One second is too much time for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I was gonna say the thing is, it could have been any time, but that's just insane nonetheless. You know, no timeouts, bro. And he he starts off on. Is he starting off on the 25? I think he started off on the 25, and you get yeah. one 
30, 40, whatever yard completion it is to Adams. What blows my mind, and I, and I texted my buddy Nick about this because, like, what blows my mind is as a 49ers defense, I get it. It's hard to cover the guy. But you know where the ball is going to, and you still leave him wide open. Like, I don't understand that. But That's what makes the goods the greats. Yeah. I don't Lots of teams so have that guy. Yeah. I don't think it's so much of leaving him open as far as he's just getting open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Monte Adams is just great. that good that he is just shaking his coverage. That's what makes the greats greats. Everybody knew it was going to Randy Moss. Everybody knew it was going to T.O. You know where the ball is going in the critical situations. It's not going to Jones. It's not going to Scantlick Valdez. Nope. It's going to Adams. It's going to Adams, and you still can't. Well, you, you got to do can. is cover him, and you still fucking can't. You know what I mean? You still, you still can't do it. So, bravo to those guys. Uh, the last game I want to talk about uh, – well, not the last game, but the last game I'm noticing real quick is the Bengals. I'm sure this was an upset. Bengals upsetting the Steelers in Pittsburgh 24-10. to and uh, Joey Burrow has been having fun hooking up with his uh, old buddy Jamar Chase. I don't know how many I don't know how many connections they had this past week, but Joey Burrow threw for three touchdowns, and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are one and two. They're below five hundred as well. This game was a classic matchup of two teams going in opposite directions. Steelers are just keep getting worse and worse. Uh, I really worry about their prospects of making playoffs even, uh, moving on into this later on in the season. <clears throat> what they need to do is get healthy and find some offensive linemen. If they can do that, then they can turn it around. But right now I'm not seeing it. Right now I'm, I don't think the Steelers have good prospects moving forward. On the flip side, though, the Bengals, Joe Burrow looks good. He loves his new target in Jamar Chase. If you can get some of those offensive line woes fixed, I think they they have a good shot of being a good football team. Yeah, I agree. This is actually one of the games I wanted to talk about in our little, like, in our next one where we kind of break it down more was the really kind of the Steelers in particular because that's, that's a really interesting case, you know what I mean, about where they are, how to evaluate them, you know, some of the choices they made in the past, where they're going in the future. Uh, so I'll save some of that for then. But, yeah, I think – a lot like what Kevin said, going in opposite directions. I think the big issue right now is, yeah, they are really hurting literally almost everywhere on the field. Um, individually, they didn't do terrible. They just couldn't get the job done on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, excuse me, individually. Offensively, they weren't terrible. But the way that the Steelers are set up and how they've been set up for a while is that when their defense plays well, their offense does well. When they can kind of control the tempo, control the game, and get you off the field, they do well. They were trying to play from behind, and Big Ben's not that guy anymore. He's not the same age anymore. He's not the same body type where he could throw 50, 60 times a game and win that game. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, there has to be a particular recipe for, for some quarterbacks. And it was a pretty, it was pretty quick into this game that that recipe kind of got blown up and they didn't figure it out <laughs> uh, well enough. And I mean, it was hard too when your leading receiver is also your fucking running back. That's insane. Najee Harris is the real deal. Fortunately, if only he had an offensive line to run behind. Um, 
but yeah, I'll, I'll say more about my thoughts on the Steelers. Hope maybe for for the next for the next segment. Sounds good. Yeah, I want to mention your locks and upsets real quick. I I'm trying to Kev, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember which one I had as my locks and upset, but I went with the Raiders and Falcons. I'm pretty sure my Fal- the Falcons were my lock and the Raiders were my upset. I think it's the other, oh, way, other around. way around. Other Raiders way around. Your lock. Falcons were the upset. Okay, well then there we go. I picked right on either way. All three of us nailed our our lock and our upset. There we go. Yeah, I think we're yeah. all the exact same record this week. I'll be yeah. four and one this week if 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 the Cowboys can pull it out. We all Same. we all will be. Nice. There we go, boys. We know what we're doing. There you go. Somewhat. Uh, Alex had the Panthers as luck and the Bengals as their upset. Anthony, you had the Raiders and Falcons, respectively. I had the Broncos and the Packers. There we go. How about the Broncos, though? <laughs> That's what I was actually wanting to get to next. And it was more yeah. of not necessarily the Broncos, but Zach Wilson, man. He's not looking good. Of all the rookie quarterbacks to go in round one, and this is including Justin Fields, I think he looks the worst of any of them. I mean, he does play for the Jets, but yeah. I was going to say, the the caveat is that he plays for the Jets. And Justin Uh, Fields plays for the Bears. I mean, that's – yeah. You can't do much when you don't have good coaching, Kev. Because, again, you look at, like, Sam Darnold is a perfect example. He leaves, goes to a team that is still rebuilding, who doesn't have a good offensive line, but they have a good couple offensive weapons, and now he looks like a fucking MVP. He looks really good. But he was terrible. Everybody on their mom was going to write him off while he was at the Jets. Now there's a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, yada, yada. So there's not kind of, you know, it doesn't match up quite the same, but they are still a dumpster record. And Trevor Lawrence looks atrocious, too. I, I don't really see a lot of positive in him, either. He looks constantly rushed. Like, he's not quieting. He doesn't understand how to read defense. At least it looks like that. I understand how to read defenses. All of his touchdowns come in garbage time. I just saw another well, he highlight. Shows, he at least shows flashes in the pans of actually having good – some good instincts and some good plays. I haven't seen any from Zach Wilson. You know, and the only I, other one I've seen good. nothing encouraging from Zach Wilson to think that I'm gonna he's gonna be even a competent quarterback in the league. I at least feel that a little bit with Trevor Lawrence. He's I don't think he's gonna be a star, but he's gonna be a, at least a, a starter or a backup somewhere in this league in five years. I think Zach Wilson might be out of the league. I would agree. Zach Wilson has not looked good. I hundred percent agree with you. I have no qualms about that, but Two two things to just keep it in mind. He went against a healthy Broncos defense, which is looking like it may be one of the better ones in the league. And Bill Belichick, who doesn't lose to rookie quarterbacks, and he's on the Jets. All of those are terrible. That's a terrible combination for your first three games. <laughs> Let's talk about a more part two. Uh, favorite things of the week, and then we're out. Mine, I already mentioned it. UTSA staying undefeated. Uh, 4-0 on to UNLV this week. Kev? That was a good ending to that game, by the way. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. 100 duplexes. <laughs> um, I think my favorite thing would have been the 
uh, Baltimore Ravens TikTok in the fact that before the game they had they posted a uh, uh, a TikTok about Justin Tucker and it's showing him kicking sixty field yard field goals prior uh, prior to the game, saying that uh, a couple years a few years ago he kicked the sixty one yarder in this in this stadium and he's feeling good. And then a couple hours later, he kicks the game winner for NFL record 66 yards. That was another, that was the highlight that I mentioned. I want to, I want to talk about in parts. That's pretty damn impressive. That's yeah. Alex's boy right there. Hell yeah. JT. I want to talk about play two for other reasons, but we'll go on. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some shakeup in college football this year, I think. And I think, you know, there's going to be some things that stay kind of the same. But you look at some of these teams that are classically really good and they're not there. And it's kind of fun to watch and kind of see some some difference in college football when it's pretty much been the same formula for the last <clears throat> four years. <clears throat> Clemson. <clears throat> Clemson. No, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama looks beatable. Uh yeah, it's a there's a lot. There's a lot. Dude, <laughs> you know, Georgia, your your Bulldogs look Yeah, Georgia looks insane. Texas just dropped 70 points, which is fucking crazy pants. Uh when they put in the right quarterback, which again uh, <laughs> It's amazing what happens when you do that, right? Yeah. Again, cuz we talked about it before. Everybody Hudson Card, who the fuck? Why? What? No. And then all of a sudden you put in him, Casey Thompson, even when he has a bad game, he still wins and then he yeah. God damn it. Just sometimes the obvious choice is still the right choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's like Mac Brown said that year. Uh, he's like, oh, just in case anybody was wondering, uh, Colt McCoy is our starter. Yeah. It's the obvious, but you know, it's, you know, it's the right call. It doesn't make it wrong. Oh, also obvious. Pete Carroll. Also Pete Carroll. When people know you're going to, when, when people know you're going to run the ball on whatever third down and whatever goal it is, just run the ball, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the obvious choice is still the fucking right choice. Just do the thing. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams. Try to stop him. He's going to do it. Yeah. You still, you still couldn't stop the right him. Choice. What was the right choice? Anyway. Anyways, we'll get out of here. Uh, that's it for part one. Stick around for part two. Uh, continue to be good to yourself and be, be good to each other out there. Don't drink and drive. Don't sex and drive. With that, we'll see you later. Peace. See you.